Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Law Seekers podcast. Grab an ale and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Here they are at their usual table. Jibs and cash. Oh. Ah. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. 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 This is a dark place, buddy. It is. It feels a little soulless, you know. A lot of people just kind of... Well... Kind of fits the mode for this week. Yeah. Kind of. This place kind of reminds me of the bouncer back at the tavern. It's, uh... You know, the unknown tavern. This is kind of, uh... You know, people just swaying around. They really could use a tan. I mean, you think people in well, Cold Harbor would have a tan, but... I may or may not have kidnapped the bouncer for the Unknown Traveler's Tavern from this very tavern. Oh, well, fantastic. May want to keep your voice yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, so folks, we are at the Shining Star mm-hmm. in Cold Harbor, and you'll understand why in a little while we're talking a little lore mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we may should. or may not be daedric lore so mm-hmm. anyway yeah, there's that. what can i get oh, you hey. boys um sweet lemon ale for me please i am going to hey are you listening i'm up here dude she's dead too i'm up here eyes there they are there you are she's got it now we're good yeah she's actually She's actually very pretty. Her eyes are pale and drab. Do you have cataracts? <laughs> anyway, I'll have a Palace of Kings ginger beer, please. Minus the spit. Thank you very much. Minus the spit. Coming right up. That happens often. Oh, man. All right. So what's going on? What have you been up to? Buddy, I've had a fun week. Have you? Yeah. Well, they're all fun. I love my life, pal. But this week, it was fun. I finished my quest line, the main quest line in Somerset. Mm-hmm. And without singing in the Cerebane tone, I loved it! <laughs> Dude, I dug it. It's good, I had isn't it? So, I had so much fun. It was just... Um, the story was really, really well, uh, well written. Zero spoilers, don't worry. But, um, yeah, I was, I was surprised. There's all kinds of stuff happening and I just really enjoyed it so I you know got all the way through that and I went directly from there to my Khajiit my stamina wordy and I've been uh, just really enjoying leveling them up kind of slowly and then I got to the point to where I really needed caltrops so I ran a metric crap ton of battlegrounds and figured out I kind of like PvP. Let's let's get this straight. I got stomped repeatedly. Mm-hmm. But I really liked PvP. Sweet. Me too, man. Um so all right, let's let's back this up a little bit. So that yeah, the main story is fan freaking fantastic. It's awesome. Top to bottom. Yeah. Um it's also let's see PvP. Yes. So I started doing battlegrounds. Seriously, started doing them today. Got up to legionnaire, got uh, or legionary, I believe it's the title. Um, legionary. Really yep. started yep. diving into it with the warden, and maybe people can reach out to me on Twitter at jibsirl. I would really like to know some really really good um, PvP builds for Magic Warden. I'd like to hear some people who are actually using them, not just reference. Hey, go look to this one. No, I want some hear from people that are using them. Because, uh, yeah, man, Magic Warden is awesome. Well, for, let me just uh, correct you a little bit. It's Magic a Warden. Oh, I'm sorry. Because this is Elder Scrolls. Yeah, so I just want to keep you on the up and up. And, um, <laughs> yeah, fin- uh, Finger Wiggling Wardens mm-hmm. is is really a pretty, a pretty fun class. And you know what's funny is that I... Here's a little, a little tidbit about Lore Seeker Cash. So when I play a class, I have a real hard time with the hybrid type classes because I want to know, I guess I'm a min-maxer. That's what I'm saying. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I think I'm a min-maxer. I just can't not have 
a character have the potential to be the strongest possible um, the strongest possible build for that class. I just I can't have it. Right. I I'm the same way. Like I feel like um, and we've talked about it numerous times. You know, going to uh, Altmer, it just kind of felt like there was a huge difference there. And after having that difference, it's hard to really look back. It's really really hard to look. Yeah. Back. But so my original point is this. I, I think I've already talked about the fact that I have I have a couple of different actually I have three now wardens. Yeah, I have right. a magical warden. I have now two stam wardens, which don't worry, one of them is going to be uh, murdered viciously pretty soon and wiped <laughs> off my roster. But yes, I ha- I went once I got to fifty on both of those characters. I loved playing them. I really did. But I wanted a very very high. DPS character as high as I could get. Right. So I rolled my Sork. Love my Sork. Definitely my main. For now. But going back now and playing, I wanted a Khajiit, so now I have a Stam Wardy Khajiit and really, really enjoying it again. And I'm thinking, why am I not maining this class? Because the Warden class is really fun. Right. So my goal was to have, I wanted a very strong DPS class, I want a very strong tank class, and he's, my Argonian's kind of waiting in the wings. Don't worry, I'll get to you, buddy. And I wanted a very strong uh, healing class. And now I have all of those. So, I don't know, I guess that um, I probably will be cycling back around and playing the utility of a warden. Because I really like it. I know you like your wardy class too. It's super fun. It, it is. It's it's um, not to break lore, but it, it really. I was a huge fan, and I've said this in previous episodes of when I played Warcraft. Uh, the priest, I loved discipline. I loved shadow because because it had that so much utility to it. And man, the the warden is really scratching that itch. And the more and more I get into it, like I thought I was gonna really be hitting on the Templar Healer, which I have to level for raids, but I haven't gotten there yet just because this Warden is so much fun. And the, um, then stepping into Battlegrounds with him, he's so incredibly viable. And it's I'm using currently I'm using the Mouse the, the uh, uh, Maelstrom Arena build. And so it's working well. Mm, I might have to look into that too. Right now I'm using all cast build. I'm using the Guardian stamina warden build and it's good i like it um there is one skill on there that i'm not super happy about i may i may switch that out um i don't really have to get into that but um he says it's good for maelstrom too right so you know we'll see we'll see where we end up with it bottom line is had a great week dove right back in i freaking love somerset so anyway now i'm bringing my stamina warden through somerset because i didn't want to leave. <laughs> well, there you go. All right, everybody. Well, we probably should introduce ourselves. Welcome. This is uh, episode 15. We're on 15 now. 15 of the Lore Seekers podcast. We're your hosts. I am Jibs, and I'm joined by Cash. Yep, we're back. Another great week. We got a really good lineup for you this week, and I have a mini Khajiit sitting on my lap. Yeah, we sure do. We got a, we got a pretty... F- Pretty good show this week. Uh, we got so we're going over the June Crown Store Showcase. Uh, they released that in the past couple days. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, daily rewards. Those are out now. June fifth, console players are in TSO, so that's that's officially a thing. And uh, then we're going to finish it up with a uh, lore lesson on the uh, the Mafala. So there's that. On the, on the Mafala. I like the way you put that. That's true. Yeah. But uh, before we jump into that, though, um, so we talked about a few episodes ago, many of have you reached out to us wanting to support the show financially. Well, we talked about, you know, we're not going to do Patreon. We didn't feel it was great for the show. And we wanted to do something to where it's, you know, if you're going to support the show, you're getting something awesome in return. So we opened up the official Lore Seeker merchandise. The store is out. Well, for those of you who... Um, for those of you who noticed, maybe we changed our appearance on all outlets, our feed, our Twitter, everything. Well, all that is officially updated. So, if you go to the LoreSeekersPodcast.com, click store at the top, new shirts are there. 
new designs just hit the store. We're in a new, I don't even know what to call it, season? Season 2? I don't know. Design, I don't know. But anyway, new designs are up, so that's that's a thing. Uh, let's see, what else real quick? Uh, well, well, let's let's pump the bricks just super quick. How about that logo, bro? So yeah, we got a new face. <laughs> I love it. This is why I love the jibs so badly. Because his mind, it, this this is usually how things work. Jibs has an idea. Jibs calls Cash. Cash reluctantly picks up the phone <laughs> and talks to Jibs. Yeah. Jibs passes on the idea he has to Cash for what he wants something to look like. Cash puts his input in. Jibs builds said whatever it is and it comes out looking like freaking gold oh, every time very much. It's very nice. and that is absolutely the face that he puts on what we're doing here at Lore Seekers so check out the new logo we love it if you haven't seen it before it's kind of like the old logo a little bit but now we have the eye in it we do. so yep. it's, it's the open book it's the lore book and it's got an eye in it and the eye basically signifies that we are seeking, actively seeking lore. Yeah. That's our name. Lore Seekers. You see what we did. Yep. So I love it. I think it's super cool. I hope everybody else likes it. And congratulations, Jibs, on nailing it again. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, we wanted to kind of... So we're 15 episodes in, and uh, some people are probably like, wow, that was soon. New up, new logo, new, new, new look. Yeah, you know, it was one of those things where, one, we wanted something that was more of our own, more original, um, that that uh, something that we 100% came up with, and two, something that better represented us, the show, and uh, the listener base. Yes, we are seeking lore. We are um, teaching you guys stuff. We're all pretty much in this together. That's all this whole vibe of, of this podcast and what it was been has been from the onset was, you know, we are... We're all in this together. We are all discovering things together. And speaking right. and um, speaking of which, the past few episodes I've said Morrowind came out two years ago. No, it came out last year. So those of you emailing me, there you go. Sorry about that. <laughs> He's not sorry. Came out last year. But uh, so that being said, yeah, I mean we're all in this together. We're all learning. We're all really bringing this experience to you guys for you to enjoy. And so we hope that you enjoy the the new look. Uh, there is some, uh, someone's already been asking about the Daedric writing on it, but, uh, yeah, let's see, uh, let's see if you can decipher that. Tell me what it is, but, anywho, so yeah, we got a new face, that, uh, is now available at the store, all proceeds 100% go right back in the show, um, helps us to keep going, but more so to grow, because Cash and I are, we're really waiting on E3, that's to be completely honest with you, we're not telling you what we're doing, but we are waiting 100% for E3 to get over with and then we can really focus to make sure the routes that we're going to be taking with the show and the new things we're going to be adding and doing and having fun with you know we make sure that that it fits with everything that's going on in E3 so you can look forward to that but um so also we have a giveaway going on uh for those of you who maybe missed last episode we've got a statue giveaway of Mafala happening right now uh, if you follow us on at Cast, there's a tweet at the very top. It's pinned. Can't miss it. Follow us at the Twitter and uh, retweet that tweet and you're entered. That's it. I'll, I'll bet you tweets go up on on uh, retweets will go up on getting that once people learn a little bit about Mafala tonight. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. The Dark Mistress. Yep, It's the 12-inch statue from the Collector's Edition. So if you guys are wanting to get involved in that, there you go. But that being said... yeah. It's an actual 12 inches, not like what your husband says. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Did that just, happen? Yeah, that just happen? Hey, you two, give us some news. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll hop right in the news here. Uh, so this past week, first off, little uh, little teaser here that uh, good old Mr. Lambert, thank you, sir, for listening. Uh kind of tweeted out, or not tweeted out, put out an article. For those of you who are enjoying Somerset, well, we're going to be getting excited and learning about a few more things as with E3 coming up 
at the Bethesda, I imagine it's Bethesda showcase they'll be a part of. Uh, they will be announcing, and I imagine, actually, I'll be surprised if they detail them, but they'll be announcing two new DLC coming to Elder Scrolls Online. So there's that. Yeah, hi. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's a surprise. Yeah, agreed, 100%. Because, yeah, I wasn't, really wasn't expecting that already, but I totally can see it. Yeah. We got two DLCs coming this year, and then they got all kinds of stuff coming next year. But It's bards. I know it. It's bards and necromancers. Oh, my gosh, listening. please, please. Necromancers, please. Oh, my, please. When he did so bad. So bad. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so, Crown Store Showcase. Let's jump in here. This was put out at uh, ElderScrollsOnline.com. And uh, so June's showcase, if you've been a part of this podcast for any length of time, you'll know that we always cover the Crown Store showcases. So that being said, first part of this is adornments. Now, with <laughs> how you maximize that the shadows, <laughs> the Barbarian Warrior Pack, this is now, actually it's now available. Uh, if you're listening to the show on release day, this thing is out and you can get it. I will be buying it. It is a barbaric bundle that includes a warrior top knot, a beard, <laughs> a big old gnarly beard, war paint, piercings, and leather brow band. So I don't see anything on this picture other than beard. I love it because it's it really kind of reminds you of of the uh, Nord hero a little bit from the cinematic so it's kind of got the yes. bees and the, brier- the beard so nice pull dude nice pull so uh, in our show notes I literally <laughs> we use Google Docs I literally just made the beard like about 48 font <laughs> that's all I see <laughs> because it's the only thing that I see yeah that's in this picture is that beard and I wants i want that yeah it's a sweet looking beard especially if you're rocking a nord or just it, maybe you've got uh well really whatever this i mean this thing's dope looking so anyway we needed a new beard i'm glad they did this we needed a yeah. new beard that's for sure so, so there's that we don't have the price on this i don't know i imagine it's going to be a thousand like the the um what was it the barbaric I forget what it was, but it was basically for the ladies, uh, the hair, the makeup, and all that. No, the beard's not for the ladies. Well, they, they can't they can't wear that. Be bearded lady, if I guess. Ugh. Yeah, the, yeah. Okay, so moving on. Uh, costumes. <laughs> um, if you have played the main quest line to Somerset for any length of time, then you'll know the Auroran Knight you come in contact with and uh i i don't want to talk too much about it because i know that's a that's a pretty fun thing to learn about in the expansion so we'll let you guys learn about what he is but we are going to be doing a lore lesson at some point on the aurora knights um so that being said this is a costume that is available now as well it is uh the aurorans are we'll say this here this is what they have in the article Aurorans are idealized humanoid Deidre, mainly in the service of Meridia, the Lady of Infinite Energies. Their armor usually appears golden in tone, but since they can come from the colored rooms, they could be of any hue. Meridia is so sweet. She is so sweet. So nice. So nice. Uh, We also have... She's got a lot of energy. She must drink a lot of coffee. The Lady of Infinite Energies. You know, I wonder if the DLC that we're, that's going to get announced is... Here's what I think. I know we didn't really delve too much into it, but I think, one, it could involve... I think it'd be fun if it involved Meridia and the Aurora Knights. That that would be cool. But also, uh, another part of me thinks it's going to be, you know, for those who aren't doing Cloud Rest, but they want to experience the slowed more, I imagine there'll be slowed dungeons. Oh... Gross. We all want to Wear your that. galoshes. Right? <laughs> Wear your galoshes because they're disgusting. Wear your big old rain boots. Cause so much hatred. We've actually gotten some tweets from people who like the slowed now. They're like, dude, your lore lesson. I like the slowed now. Yeah. I'm like, what, do you not have a moral compass? <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking terrible. Oh, yeah. They, so. they uh, yeah, there's that. 
people like this load. That was a fun lore lesson. Yeah. I honestly didn't know that much about them, so yeah, I totally, I totally get where they're coming from. Yeah, um, I feel like I need a bath now. Yeah, well, you know, it's a uh, rawhide laced Riften jerkin. Uh, this is now available as well. <laughs> I would like to know if these are actual NPCs when they write these little descriptions, but this one says Jork the Tailor Thane says summer may be short in Riften, but when it finally comes. Comes the Nords greet it with open arms, and how better than in this patterned sleeveless jerkin, accented with rawhide laces? Yeah, um, I think if a Nord in Riften were to wear this, he might get his butt kicked. Yeah, I kind of got to watch what I say because I don't want to offend the person who made this. But I mean, this looks good. This is you know definitely a summer attire. It's good because you know it's we're we're in June now, and uh, you know it's very. He's wearing a sleeveless blue tunic, uh, tan pants, and brown boots that kind of come up to your knees. You know what the funny thing is about outfits like this, though. Mm. I mean, I jest, I jest about the Nord getting his butt kicked, but I pick this kind of stuff up. Do you really? I do, I do. I have probably three or four of these different ones, and the one that I loved. I love is the blacksmith one. I have that one on my crafter. It's like he rocks that one all the time. But especially for RP, mm-hmm. I would always try different stuff like this. Just put something different on, mess it because they, they die real well. So I mess around with it a little bit, change the colors up, and mm-hmm. they look pretty cool. So we've also got the, let's see, for crafting, we have the Fang Lair crafting motif. This is available on my birthday, June 27th. Pretty, pretty, uh, kind of stoked about this. This is, uh, you know, it, we've been talking Necromancer, and this made me more happy because this. You're going to be 18 when it comes out? Because I'm going to be 15. <laughs> I'll get my license. Wait, permit. Uh, used to learn the Fang Layer crafting style, also teaches the equivalent Fang Layer outfit styles. Quote, for too long, the magical discipline of necromancy has been disgraced as a mere subset of conjuration, or worse, dismissed outright because it is, quote, evil. That oh, changes that, now. Or in the black. Yes, I love I want this. I want this so bad. And I want to make it just all kinds of necromancy looking. This, yeah, this motif in some dark colors... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'll be picking that one up. Agreed. Uh, it's awesome. By the way, you don't have to get, you don't have to buy this. This crafting motif is also available by completing the uh, Fanglayer Dungeon content via the in-game activity finder. So there's that too. Uh, scale collar crafting motif. This is also available on June 27th. Uh, used to learn the scale collar crafting style. It also teaches the equivalent scale collar outfit styles. Quote, the followers of the renegade dragon priest Zahn outfitted themselves in scale collar armor made of metal forged to resemble dragon scale and bone mold crafting, crafted to resemble dragon bone. Sorry. Jorvold Devu, I think that's how you say that. Uh, Devo. Devo. Close Devo. enough. Devo. was close. Yeah, motif, motive. Yeah, really, no. Same. Crafting motif Same will also be available by completing the scale collar content via the in-game activity finder. So there's that as well. We also have the... I don't even know how to say this. Is this Tasaki? Tasaki? Looks like Teshi. Teshi? Okay, cool. Zeshi. Zeshi. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like Zar, the T-S. Zeshi, I think. Yeah, all right. So this is kind of... To describe this would be uh, the samurai, I guess. Very samurai, very oriental looking. Um you know the the last two, the scale collar and fang layer, were very represent representative of the NPCs that you'd see in the dungeons. Whereas this, this is something entirely new. Like I, have you, it, is do they actually have a lore? Is this something we need to cover? I've never even heard of these guys. This is a question that I'm going to have zero answers for right now. Hmm. We'll have to, yeah. We'll have to check this. I don't know. I I've, have to look into that. I have never seen this style of armor. Like I said, it's very um, 
you know, it's very oriental, very old school, way back in the day samurai look to it. But uh, it looks it looks kind of uh, Yokuden style, red you know pre red guardish, ancient red guard type stuff. So yeah. I would imagine that's where it's coming from. And judging by the skin tones on the one with the rice paddy hat, I would say yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. She looks red guardish, but it's awesome looking, and a curved blade. So yeah, this could be. Some type of a Yokuden sect. Agreed. They uh, actually give us a little description here. It says, quote, Much may not be shared outside the true bloodlines. See, that's something I want to know. True bloodlines. All right. What, well, what's that about? But this was never true of our artisanship. Would you follow the serpentine ways of making? Then here, armor, you are your models. Hmm. Oh, then here, armor, are your models. Oh, you're going to like this. Okay. What's that? Pronounced Sayesi. That's how it's pronounced. Or Seichi. Sayesi. Okay. All right. This is a race of vampiric serpent folk and or humans hailing from the content of Akavir. Nailed it. They originated from the wandering Elnafe. So this is super ancient. Just as the Atmorans and the Yokudans did. So actually it throws in a little Atmoran too. Ancient Nord. Wow. And ancient uh, and ancient Redguard, the Yokudans. So And there is a crap load of lore. Okay. Well well we will be covering them. Heard it first. Yeah, so people don't uh, don't spoil it for yourselves. Yeah, just uh, just let me teach you. Let me talk you, talk you through. Let me teach you. So there's that. Uh, we also for the DLC we've got the Morrowind DLC that is now available on the Crown Store. You guys don't know what that is. It's everything awesome. Just go read about it. Buy it if you don't have it. If you do have it, then then you know how awesome it is. Uh, we also have under let's see furniture. Is this larder? Is that how I say this? <laughs> you did good. Okay. Mafala's Larder Furnishing Pack. This is available right now through June 11th. If you're listening on release day, it's available now through June 11th. Uh, with these furnishings, some from Mafala Cultists, some that replicate the bizarre environment of the Spiral Skyne, you can adopt the haunted ambience of the realm of the web spinner. So it's kind of like just a big furnishing pack, pretty much. Yeah. Do you, you you know what a larder is? Nope, I do not. So larder is a large room, like for storing food, like in the time before they had refrigeration. Okay. So it was like an area in a home or dwelling that was cool and people would use it to store food. Well, I, this kind of makes sense now because a lot of the pieces of furniture looked like wrapped up bodies that are wrapped up in webbing. You know, like they're going to be eaten later. Oh, that is offensive. Yeah. But I like it. Yeah. It's Mafala. Mm-hmm. She's so awesome. She is pretty awesome. All right, so there's that. Uh, as far as mounts are concerned, we have a couple cool mounts. We have the Auroran Warhorse. So we have the knights we were talking about earlier. Well, you can get their mount. This thing's uh, pretty awesome looking. It says uh, on this, it's it's kind of reminds me, to be honest with you, kind of reminds me of the very first DLC for Oblivion. I think it was the armored horses, the one you would always see, the white horse with the gold armor. This is pretty much exactly what you're looking at here. Uh, very very cool. Very very awesome looking. Uh, it says, quote, When one of Meridia's Auroran knights manifests in Tamriel and needs a mount, the knight has the ability to instantly summon a Daedric Warhorse from the Colored Rooms. Curious, curiously, if the knight is banished to Oblivion, the mount sometimes stays behind. Well done. Tying that in. That's awesome. So there's that. Um, we also have the Main Lord Nightmare Cinch. This is pretty cool. Uh, yes, please. Is, okay, you, you must like this one. So this is available June 14th, June 18th. King of the Nightmare Pride, this night, night black cinch tiger has burning paws and flames hissing from its face. Rumor says Mayrune's Dagon is responsible. Decide for yourself. 
You like this? Looks like a lion, but it's, you know. It looks like a lion, and that's why I like it. It says it's a cinch tiger, but it sure looks like a lion. It's got a burning lion's mane. Mm-hmm. And it's black. It looks like the um, it looks like the cinch tiger slash panther that we got from the Somerset expansion. Yeah, you are exactly same right. style, same style. Yeah. Yep, same style, different. Uh, I believe the tail's a little different, and the mane's different. And obviously, the face is different for a lion. But this isn't not. Nece- I mean, it's not necessarily the whole reason that I want this guy, but. We're going to cover the other reason that I want this guy. Because I like matching sets. Mm-hmm. Agreed. 100%. Uh, we've also got pets. Uh, coral mud crab. <laughs> this poor guy. Native to Somerset Isle, the gaudy coral mud crab has elaborate coral growths on its back. As well as a claw that looks com- comically oversized, but which is surprisingly fun- functional. Count fingers after petting. <laughs> so it's a mud crab with one itty bitty crab or uh, crab leg, or uh, uh, I'm sorry, not a claw, not crab leg. One tiny little claw, and then it's got one huge claw. It's probably the size of its body. So that's pretty, yeah, pretty cool. Bet you that tastes tastes good boiled. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm, I eat that. We've also this I want, this I I must have uh, nightmare cinch cub. This is so uh-huh. freaking cute. Uh, that's what I was talking about. That's that's why I want the other lion. Yeah, agreed, one hundred percent. This is available uh, June fourteenth through June eighteenth. Gosh, it's so freaking cute. It's like the uh, I forget what the 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 one that we bought, the blue flame that we bought. Uh, I forget the exact name of it. Right. Uh, but anyway, it looks just like it, uh, except, you know, it's nightmare colored. Despite the fact that it has night black cinch tiger. Oh, I'm sorry. Despite the fact that this night black cinch tiger cub has burning paws and flaming eyes, it's so adorable. It might be a nightmare you never want to awaken from. <laughs> Sweet dreams. Well, isn't that? Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. Well done. Good writing there. <laughs> the dis- the descriptions. <laughs> They make me laugh. They're so good. Uh, let's see. We've also got for uh, upgrades. So, we talked about this a few episodes ago. Well, it is now out. You can get it. Um, let's say you bought Morrowind, but you didn't get all the goodies that came along with it, all the digital goodies. Well, now you can. The Morrowind Collector's Bundle Pack includes all kinds of stuff from the Collector's Edition, um, the Digital Collector's Edition, the pre-order items and stuff. So, if you're into that, that's now available as well. And last but not least, the Warden class. You can buy that on the Crown Store. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome class. Yeah. So, yes. The Warden. You know, Fun. I was never really into it. I had a hard time getting into it when we were doing our Sorks. Like, I was so into the Sork. And, but, dude, I tell you what, man. These Wardens really come alive as, as you get near the uh, end game. I'm 48. I went from... Like forty three or forty four to forty eight today, and it was they'll probably be fifty by the time uh, people hear it. They hear the show. It, it's so much fun. He is so much fun. Good, good class. If you want to try something that's um, you know has has a pet, well, there you go. So that is your June store crown showcase. Now, for those of you who have been or have just came to Somerset on June fifth you will notice that we are now getting daily rewards. Yes, we are. Yeah, we detailed these a while back on a couple episodes. I believe it was our Somerset episode. Uh, I think it was episode 11, 12. But uh, anyway, this... So basically every day you're logging in, you're getting rewards now. Okay? And it's cumulative over the month. So the more times you log in, the more times as far as, you know, every day... Not per character, but just once per day. You're gonna, you're going to keep racking up these rewards, and hopefully by the end of it all, you get the good stuff. So, you're gonna get everything from crown experience scrolls, which I used today. That came in very handy. Uh, crown fortifying food, 500 gold potions, poisons, over 3,500 alliance points, scale call, uh, one scale collar crate, crown repair kits, Telvar stones, soul gems. 
this really cool looking pet called the Dusty Fennec Fox. Very, very cool looking pet. Uh, yes. Very, very cool looking. Uh, dark colored and it's got, I don't know if it's got red eyes or what kind of eyes it has, but it's really, really cool looking. Um, and then on top of that, last but not least, you can get five Sigig Vault crates, which tells me that in July, I'm I'm guessing that's when the Sigic Vault crate season starts. Probably, it will probably be released with the next um, update. Right, the next right. So, large update. Anywho, that uh, that wraps it up here for the news. Oh, look who it is! Our favorite undead slash dead old guy. This smell like mothballs and bad decisions. <laughs> Enter my mind, Vestige, and walk with me through the shadows of past events. All right, well, the prophet, uh, he has arrived again, and that means it's lore lesson time, and this week, this episode, pretty stoked, because, you know, we kind of, the very first episode, I think it was episode one, when we did our very first lore lesson, we kind of went over all the Daedric princes, and we named them all kind of what their meanings were, what they were about, but we didn't go into detail about any of them. We mentioned them, talked a tiny bit about a little bit about them, but today we are diving in, diving deep on the lore of Mafala. Yes, so in the spirit of Somerset, we had to do it. We're going to take a, a quick, uh, a closer look at Mafala, as she is one of the main antagonists of the latest chapter. And um, she's very, very interesting. And don't worry, we're not going to spoil anything for you. But her very mysterious... I say her because she usually likes to manifest herself as a female. But Mephala uh, has a very, very mysterious persona in the world of Elder Scrolls. And she may also even be based on very specific Greek mythology in our modern world. So we'll kind of talk a little bit about that as well. She is known as the Web Spinner. The Spinner. Or the spider. But she mm -hmm. is, Mephala is the Daedric Prince of Lies. Sex. You ever notice how when people say sex, they always go, sex. Not me. <laughs> she is the Daedric Prince <laughs> of Lies. Sex. Murder, secrets, and plots. Which makes her awesome. She, once again, has no fixed gender, just like all other Daedric Princes. But she... Always manifest as a female. I don't ever know any time where she has not. She's showed up in a lot of our games um, and specifically in the Elder Scrolls Online. And she chooses to represent a female. So Mafala has a very strange hobby. And it's it's kind of the hobby of a lot of, of the Daedric Princes. Some of the war, even though Mafala is considered to be one of the good Daedric Princes, which we'll kind of go through. She's she's pretty nasty. So she amuses herself in the seduction and the interference of affairs of mortals from the Daedric Plane of Oblivion. Her particular Daedric Plane of Oblivion is called the Spiral Skine. Now, that's the reason why we're in Cold Harbor. We couldn't go to the Spiral Skine because it doesn't exist in a form that we could go to <laughs> in the game. So right. anyway, that's why we're in Cold Harbor today. Um... But the Spiral Sky, and we will talk a little bit right. about it. Mephala considers, the reason she does this, she considers the drama of mortals as threads in a large web. By pulling on the proper thread, the entire web will unravel, and she absolutely revels in it, which, again, makes her awesome. Here's an example of that. If any of you have, a play, have played Elder Scrolls Oblivion, which is probably about half of you, um... She interferes in the mortal race during a quest line in that game. What she does is Mephala asks the hero of Kavach, that's you, the player, to intervene in a dispute between two families in the settlement at Bleaker's Way. It's a nice, peaceful settlement. Everybody's getting along. 
until Mafala comes in. <laughs> she basically <laughs> asks the player to kill leaders of two houses. To she, Both of these leaders, she wants them killed. And then she wants you to leave evidence suggesting that the killings were carried out by the opposing family. <laughs> so <laughs> what happens is subsequently you end subsequently you end up sending the entire settlement into complete bloody chaos the two families swear revenge against each other and they kill each other off basically they're all dead brutal right so yeah thank you mafala but anyway if you've uh if you played the game then you you might remember that otherwise you can look it up too on the wiki so let's talk a little bit about the spiral sky and this is mafala's realm of oblivion it's also known as Mafala's Web. It is the plane that is uh, one of the planes that is inaccessible to mortals unless they're brought there and is believed to be a complex series of spider webs that are formed into a big wheel mm-hmm. surrounding a palace in the middle. The palace is called the Pillar Palace of Mafala, which I thought was kind of funny, the Pillar Palace. But the true name of the palace is said to be so awful that it cannot be spoken by the mortal tongue. Really? Yes. And apparently it's too awful to be spoken by Wiki as well, because I couldn't find it, so I guess we'll (laughs) just avoid talking about that one. But yeah, so I'm like, God, was it like melt your soul if you say it? I don't know. My soul's already melted. (laughs) Well, we are in cold We are in cold So, Mafala's minions, the spider Daedra, which are everywhere in the Elder Scrolls Online. They are all over the place. If you run dungeons, Spider Daedra. They're everywhere. These are her minions. They protect the palace and its surrounding area. We're going to talk a little bit more about Spider Daedra because that's why I love lore so much. You see something in the game and you're like, yeah, that's kind of a cool looking thing. But then you read the lore and the lore you get out of it explains all kinds of different things about these things that you would have never thought about. Right. And then when you get back in the game, you have you have much more of an appreciation for how gnarly some of this stuff is or how oh, yeah. amazing it is. Right. I don't know. I'm such a dork. I'm so into it. Well, we all are. That's it's your yeah. fault I'm here. I blame you. <laughs> it's your fault I'm you. here. You're the one who told me, got me back in ESO. Whatever. The good people don't need to hear our marital problems. Or lack thereof. <laughs> okay, so we talked about Mafala being um, a, one of the good Daedra. She is, she she was she's known as being one of the three good Daedra of the Dunmer. We've talked about these three before. If you played through um, the Morrowind content, then you've also heard of these three. But the three good Daedra of the Dunmer. This is Azura, Boethia, and Mafala as a trio. So prior to the transformation of the Dunmer, okay? Okay, so before the Dunmer were transformed, right? We talked about all that before about, and we're not going to go into the story about how it happened, but you know, these they were transformed from the Chimer to the Dunmer. And this is a little side, a little uh, uh, side story here. I was having the hardest time with the pronunciation of Chimer. It's C-H-I-M-E-R. Sounds like Chimer. Me, wanting to make sure I'm doing it right so I don't, number one, get hate mail, or number two, look like a dork, uh, I went to the Twitters, and the people on the Twitters helped. And I thank you. I had a feeling it was Chimer. Confirmed. That's how you say it. Chimer. So, I digress. I digress. (laughs) So you're not saying the saying. I get it. One of the three good Daedra uh, from Azura, Boethia, Mephala, Prior to the transformation of the Dunmer, who were previously known as the Chimer, this trio of Daedra was worshipped. They were worshipped by the Chimer. Later in Dunmeri culture, this trio was known to be the anticipation of the tribunal comprised of these three figures. Sothasil, which was Azura, Almalexia, which was Boethia, and Vivek, which was manifested of Mephala. So, kind of confusing, but it kind of helps you understand how they were, you know, what they were seen as in the Marithic era. And then once, 
you know, the mortal races were founded and all that stuff, and the myrrh and everybody now, you know, where Sothacil, Amalexia, and Vivek all come from. So the date of this invocation of Mephala is said to be on the 13th of Frostfall, but she can also be summoned by offering nightshade at her shrine between midnight and dawn. I thought that was pretty interesting. That is pretty interesting. So you can't do it at 11.59, but when 12 o'clock hits, get you some of that nightshade. Okay, here's a fun fact about Mephala. Her Her persona may or may not be based upon uh, modern Greek mythology in, in the form of the Sisters of Fate. And the reason being is because there are some parallels that, that, have, that were found between these Sisters of Fate in Greek mythology and Mephala. Both see the lives and affairs of humans as like a tapestry or a web, and they find entertainment in unweaving them, basically interfering. I thought that was kind of interesting. No kidding. I fun facted it. I fun facted it. You did People like good. fun facts. Fun yeah. facts. Okay, so let's talk about the history of Mephala. As we talked about in the Merithic era, Boethius followers, known as the Chimer, they were convinced at the time to renounce all ties to the Aldmer. Because remember, at one time, these the Chimer lived in the Somerset Isles. Well, Boethius followers became known as the Chimer, and they eventually became convinced to renounce the Aldmer and then they left their homeland, and they ended up resettling in the land that is now known as Morrowind. When they arrived, however, Morrowind was not very kind to the newcomers. There were bandits all over the place. Um, there were There's just a bunch of bad stuff going on that made the Chimer very vulnerable. So they were taught by the trio of Azura, Boethia, and Mephala, how to survive, basically. And although Azura and Boethia taught different things, you know, about architecture and different things about survival, what Mephala taught centered around evasion of your enemies, subterfuge, and murder from the shadows, mm-hmm. which makes Mephala awesome. Mm-hmm. So the Chimer was a small, a smaller faction in the region when they were learning all this stuff, learning how to survive, and they had a ton of enemies with which they had to contend. So uh, Mephala and Boethia, both together, were really responsible for Morrowind's organized clan system, the birth of the clan system, which would later become the great houses of the Dunmer. Kind of a little interesting point. Mm-hmm. And once again, if you play through the Morrowind content, you it's all about the houses. So Oh, it it always has been. And that was the cool thing too, like way back when you know, when you played Morrowind, it was all about the houses. When back on X, the regular Xbox, you know, it was always all about the houses and they brought that back into play with this new DLC. It was awesome. Right. Okay, so here's another uh, really neat fact, and I think that uh, you will like this. Mr. Jibs. Okay. Mephala is known for the creation of the infamous Assassin's Guild of Morrowind, known as the Morag Tong. Um, oh, you mean the B team? Because we all know the Dark Brotherhood's the A team. <laughs> B team, buddy, you're so funny. Just say it. <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Alright, we'll keep listening because I might upset you with the next few lines here okay okay so the morag tong was created in order to further manipulate the political struggle with these great houses so it basically became legalized murder you can put a contract out on somebody um and they would go and take care of it as long as all of this business happened within the houses of the dunmer so many even believe that Mephala, in her evil secret dealings, is actually the Dark Brotherhood's night mother. You know, I'll be honest with you. I could totally see that. I feel like from a Dark Brotherhood fan standpoint and someone who I really do like the lore of all, all about that, that does make sense. I feel like that fits. And I know we've covered it the could. Dark Brotherhood. And I feel like... Th- absolutely, I feel like this could work. Because the Daedra speak, you know, to their to their cultists, to their followers. I could totally see it. 
Right. And we remember who, I mean, in regards to Sithis in the Dark Brotherhood, we remember who the Night Mother was said to be from the Dark Brotherhood's perspective. Because, right. um, Sithis or Sanguine? Sithis was mm-hmm. said to have raped a female. Yep. And she had children and she murdered her children in the name of the Dreadfather. Right. I'm pretty sure that's correct. And she was said to be reborn as the Night Mother. Um, but this is a different theory, is that Mafala herself is the Night Mother, or the Night Mother is Mafala in disguise. Right. So, but then I have, I have so, uh, something here that I'm going to talk about when I talk about Mafala's artifacts that may debunk that rumor. Okay. So... It's really, she's really interesting. She's a very, very interesting character. And the thing that I liked about this particular lore lesson is that in the research of it, which you'll see here when I get to her artifacts, it takes you back to each game. And you might not really realize when you're playing the game that all the stuff that's happening within this game is going to be, it's going to become lore. Right. God, I love that about this universe. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all in the game and it's, in, it's written in the game. It is lore. It's yep. in the history now. So I love right. that. So let's talk about Mephala's toys, her sinister toys. Ooh, okay. So she has a Daedric artifact called the Ebony Blade. This weapon is attainable in the Elder Scrolls Skyrim and manifests as a two-handed sword resembling a traditional Akaviri Daikatana. Looks basically just like a Daikatana. Mm-hmm. Um it's been rumored that the blade will eventually consume the soul of its wielder, so you cannot wield it for very long. And that soul is directly, the soul of the wielder is directly inserted into Mafala's realm for her amusement. Oh, my. <laughs> I know. That's I know, so dude. gnarly. I love her. I think I love her. <laughs> I'm staring, like, she's sitting on a shelf up above me right now. I'm staring, and I'm, like, blowing kisses at Mafala. <laughs> I You're you. naughty. I love you. Long You're time. a naughty girl. <laughs> oh my God. I know it's terrible. Okay, so there's another set of items, and this one was very interesting. Another set of items that's linked to Mafala include the 27 threads of the web spinner. These were 27 tokens, different types of, of articles, not like a, a coin, but different types of articles that were created by the Daedric Lord Sanguine. Hmm, weird. Mm-hmm. For Mafala to bestow upon her Morag Tong followers. The 27 items consisted of a series of rings, footwear, amulets, and belts. So these 27 items went missing and were rumored to have been stolen by the Dark Brotherhood on the orders of the Night Mother. Okay, weird. But Mafala herself, she arranged to have the relics returned in a quest. This is in one of the games. She arranged to have the relics returned and the Dark Brotherhood exterminated. So this definitely debunks the myth that the Dark Brotherhood's Night Mother is really Mephala in disguise. Why would she have her own relics taken? Unless she plotted to have members of the Dark Brotherhood killed and to throw everybody off of her scent that she actually is the Night Mother. I could, oh! see, I could see that. Yeah. What a tangled web she weaves. This mm. sweet, sweet lady. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so th- this one's really interesting too, especially because I, I love the Gijit. I really love them. They're so fun to play. A third relic affiliated with Mephala is the Ring of Khajiit. This was a valuable trinket sought after by thieves due to its incredible sneaking bonus. <laughs> you never know when I'm going to drop into that, buddy. Oh. Ever. So the Enchanted Ring, introduced to the player in Elder Scrolls Oblivion, has both a chameleon and a fortify speed enchantment. The ring was rumored to have disappeared from the famous Kajidi thief Rajin, who also appears in the Elder Scrolls Online, my good friends. After its excessive use. So yet another trinket or token or artifact slash relic that she has that cannot be used for too long. 
This one in particular, if you use it for too long, it disappears. So that's what happened after Regine had it. Nobody knows where it went. Many think it just disappeared. And others think that he simply returned it to Mafala. Hmm. But it's unknown. Um, and then this was also hinted about in the in-game lore book by the title Tamrielic Lore. And it reads, The Ring of Kajidi is an ancient relic, hundreds of years older than Regine himself, the thief that made the ring famous. It was Regine who used the ring's powers to make himself invisible and as quick as the breath of wind. Using the ring, he became the most successful burglar in Elsewhere's history. Regine's event eventual fate is a mystery, but according to legend, the ring rebelled against such constant use and disappeared, leaving Regine helpless before his enemies. I think he died. That's <laughs> He's six feet under. <laughs> he is, but the kitty has nine lives, mm. so he comes back in the Elder Scrolls Online to grace you with his presence. I think I remember... And give you presents. I think I had that ring when I played Oblivion. I remember putting a ring on at some point when I was playing Oblivion, and it made me stupid fast, and it allowed me to steal things very well. That's all I remember. I imagine this was that ring, because I felt like there I was in go. god mode. There you go. Okay. Let's talk about Mafala's servants, which we talked about before. We're going to close with this. The Spider Daedra, servants of Mephala, take the form of spider humanoid centaurs and can be found in many places during our travels in ESO. They have a naked upper torso, not totally naked, not naked enough, clearly. <laughs> uh, but they have a naked upper torso, human arms, and then they're mounted. That torso is mounted on top of eight spider legs and a big old armored carapace. So it's basically a gnarly looking spider. If you've been to Spindle Clutch, you've seen plenty of these. And I'm mm. sure that you have killed them. You dispatched them too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but they're known for being incredibly ferocious and they are not controllable. So even Mafala cannot control them. They just, they think for themselves. They're going to go get what they want to get. Uh, somehow they're loyal to her, but she has a very hard time controlling them. So I thought that was kind of a little inter interesting little tidbit. Spider Daedra. But um, that, my friends, concludes our little look at Mafala. That was awesome. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna have to go through more Daedra like this because this is a uh, like you you kind of get to know her uh, with uh, the main story of Somerset. But um, man, I have a whole nother appreciation now. I want to play through it all again. Yes, and there's there's other things too. I mean, this is Mafala is not it, and I am not going to spoil it for anybody. But if you've not played through Somerset, especially for our console folks who just got into Somerset, Woo. which by the way, congratulations, because there was a, like a giant squee collectively from our community with all of our folks that were finally able to get into Somerset, and I'm just I'm stoked for them having been able to see what we've seen so far and. I'm very proud of our community. Nobody spoiled a thing yep. for our console folks. Not a single thing. Not a single right. thing. Did it's a really, cool. Really, really good job. But it doesn't end with Mafala. There is more. You are going to love it. Mm -hmm. Play the game. Agreed. 100%. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This was the Lore Secret. I forgot the name of the show. <laughs> This was the Lore Seekers Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, head on over to iTunes. Give us your reviews. We want to hear from you. For every five-star review, we give you guys a shout-out and some love on the show. And speaking of, we got a couple here. Kyle says, quote, I've never understood the allure of podcasts until now. I discovered these guys when I started getting into ESO. Jibs and Cash cover topics ranging from news, lore, community, lore, tips and more the lore is my favorite by far keep it coming sure as shores bones you'll enjoy this cast <laughs> uh we also have snapback mcdaniel as a on and off player since launch that never had the game stick until now 
Jibs and Cash have helped this game finally stick for me, and I'm spending my work days listening to the podcast so I can at least feel a little closer to Tamriel. Love the 101 and lore sections, and they've been able to make me actually care and understand the races and their interactions with each other. Thanks to the episodes on the Altmar, I now have a favorite race. So, oh, exactly. Yeah, it's been fun being in the Lore Seekers Guild, so there's that as well. It's in the guild. I like it. You know, man, I, I love reading stuff like this um, because I feel like the folks out there that we're doing this for love it as much as we love presenting it to them. We always hear stuff about the lore. Um, you know, we hear a lot of stuff about how, you know, we're helping people find a new, that, that third layer of the game that they never knew was there. And, you know, sticking back with the game and jumping back into Tamriel and enjoying it because because they know the story. And this is exactly what happened to Jibs and I once we gave the game a chance. I mean, it's, it's amazing from an outsider's perspective, it's a beautiful game. It's a, it's incredibly complicated. It plays very, very well. But when you take the time to stop and smell the roses, it makes it so much better. It adds that third layer of depth for you. And it makes everything pop for me. Oh, yeah. And it's rare. This is a rare thing for me, particularly in games, is getting me invested is really hard and I love Elder Scrolls anyway but the story and what we're able to bring you guys um, we're diving into it and and it's it is making our gameplay better and it seems like it's making your gameplay better thank you for telling us it makes me all warm and fuzzy agreed we love reviews I've said this before this is like anytime we get a new review I love I rush over to read it I love reading reviews it's like Christmas morning every time yep thank you kyle thank you snapback mcdaniel you guys are awesome agreed well you can call us leave your leave us your voicemails at 765-382-6961 we'd love to hear from you there maybe you're on the road and you got a question something pops in your brain you need to give us a phone call we can do that 765-382-6961 you can also email us in the lore seekers podcast at gmail.com a lot of you do that all the time Easy way to do it, be go to loresecretspodcast.com, right at the bottom of the homepage. And just fill out the little form there, it sends it right to us. Cash, we are a part of some guilds, and we have one of our own. Yes, we do. So, uh, first guild we're part of is Meridia's Order of Guards. This is the guild from the multi-gaming community at mog-nation.com. It's a guild for adults and working professionals. You can apply for membership by going to mog-nation.com. They are North American PC. And we're part of the Divine Conclave. This is an RP guild. If you're looking for a beginner all the way to advanced RP experience, go check them out. Socan.engine.com. S-O-K-A-N.engine.com. And then, of course, the official Lore Seekers Guild, which is booming and doing well. And we have amazing people. I haven't even come across one douchebag in our guild yet, which is amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was just thinking that the other day. I'm like, every single person in our community now granted we have um officers shout out to orchid and uh uh april awesome job they field apps for us and spin yes thank you um i mean they're they're fielding they're going through every app reading it and we always do our best ourselves to make a point to make sure you are greeted by us every time you join the community i mean every single person is amazing (laughs) yes yeah, we have a we have a very very good community over there, and it's a very busy community. Uh, like I said, haven't run into any knuckleheads yet. I know you're out there. I know you are, and I know you're thinking about it. You're thinking you're going to come over and you're going to troll. Don't well, do guess it. What? I will find you. I will find you. I'll perform that black sacrament as I usher you That's out. Right. <laughs> That's right. But our guild now we are live in uh, North American PC. Mm-hmm. We are live on Xbox One. And we are live in uh, PS4. We have some outstanding folks uh, leading the charge in the console divisions. And um, yeah, we're doing good. And it's really refreshing to see folks having a good time playing the games. And uh, I think our Discord was dead silent the entire first week of PC Somerset uh, release. Dude, yeah, absolutely. Just the voice. 
Yeah, the voice has been very silent lately because everyone is, especially when the console day released, like no one was hardly posting in uh, the Discord on that day because everyone's sucking in all of the story. And it's such a good story. I do the same thing. I have been just like just laser focused <laughs> on every bit of audio I'm coming across. Yeah. So, and that's when you know that you have a guild that's focused on the story of this game, which is totally fine. That's what we're here for. Oh, okay. Go play the game and enjoy it. And now people are starting to come back around. They're like, hey, I forgot there's dungeons we can run too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> come on back in and run some dungeons oh, with that's us. That's awesome. But joining our guild's really easy. Just uh, download Discord, go to our Discord server, uh, and then you type apply in the apply to guild channel. You can uh, get all those directions at theloreseekerspodcast.com forward slash guild. Agree. There you go. Join the official guild. Have fun. We appreciate you. Don't forget you can support this show by going to loreseekerspodcast.com. Click store at the top. Get yourself some cool apparel. And there's some really funny stuff out now we've got uh, what is it? Straight out of Rotmeth. That shirt's out. So people are digging that. But, uh, <laughs> all yes. kinds of all kinds of fun stuff. But uh, anyway, we appreciate you, every one of you. Uh, we're giving away a statue, the Mafala statue. You've learned a little bit about her. Well, why not get yourself a free 12-inch statue from the collector's edition? All you gotta do is follow us on Twitter at LoreSeekersCast and retweet the Mafala giveaway tweet. It's pinned at the top. The drawing is going to be Thursday, June 14th. That's next week. So we'll announce your... Actually, we will announce the winning entry live on the show on Friday's episode. We'll draw it on Thursday. We'll also announce it on the show next Friday. Following Friday, I'm sorry. Uh, you can uh, get this show wherever there's podcast, all over. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever. We're, at. We're really proud to be on Spotify. That's uh, That's a big achievement for us as a show. Um, so, so there's all kinds of great Elder Scrolls content on Spotify, the soundtracks, and then we are the podcast that's available there for Elder Scrolls Online, so you can check that out. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at JibsIRL, Cash at MogCash with a K, and most importantly, the show at LoreSeekersCast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for hanging out with us at the Tavern, and next week we'll be back, and it'll be after E3. It will be after E3. There'll be a lot of news, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You know, they're actually going to be, there's going to be developers at E3 on the first Sunday night before the show starts. Mm -hmm. And guess who's working? You are. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. We'll be back next week. Um, Dully Dully. Dully Dully. Because that's not trademark. Is that, is that going to be our thing now? Dolly Dolly? Or should we do Deli Deli? Like a deli. You know, you go get meat. That makes me hungry. Okay, well, there's that. For Rotmath. Deuces! Peace! <laughs>